Hello, you are listening to the OmniTalk Fast Five, brought to you in partnership with the AM Consumer Retail Group, Firework, SPS Commerce, and Sezzle. Ranked in the top 10% of all podcasts globally, the OmniTalk Fast Five is the podcast that we hope makes you feel a little smarter, but more importantly, a little happier each week too, especially going into this holiday weekend. Today is May 25th, 2023. Damn. I'm your host, Ann Mazenga. And I'm Chris Walton. And we are here once again to send you into the weekend with the most important headlines from the past week that highlight how the physical, digital, and human elements of retail are evolving to shape the future. Chris. Yes, Anne. I hear you have an important announcement you like to wait. I do it. To it's, say today, I do. It's it's not so much an announcement as it is like more of a statement that I want. I want to that I want to say just to put everyone's mind at ease. You know, we we've done a lot of travel these past few weeks, and we were yes. in Portugal, Barcelona, and the one question I get from everyone is, "Do you do your own stunts?" Because I think Tom Cruise has what? set the bar so high for us, and you know, with flying on airplanes, climbing mountains, like. Podcasting is tough, and so people ask me, "Do you do your own stunts?" And so Who I want asks you. So this? I want people to know, Anne, everyone I mean, listening, I need to fact all, check you. all our loyal fans out there, that yes, Anne and I do all of our own stunt. There's no AI, there's no artificial intelligence at play here. It is just Anne and I sitting in front of the microphone each oh, and every week. Oh, is this like a Chat GPT knock, or what is going no, on? No, it's here? just, it's just, I get asked that sometimes. I'm like, yes, rest assured, safety is our number one priority on this show, and we're always keeping it top of mind, Anne. Chris, I don't even know what to do with that information. <laughs> that was like, I don't, it was such a like schizophrenic moment of like, what are, what are you? It's so random, man, right? Yeah. Yes. But we how do, do our, we go from retail news to doing our own stunts? We do our own stunts, Ann. We do our own stunts oh, on this show. All right. God. But you know what else, Ann, we've got? What? We've got a review to read. Oh, yes, we do. Yes, we do. And it comes to us this week from Mookie. DTR. You got to love the Apple podcast name, What's, Dan. What do you think DTR stands for? Down no, to retail? I don't know. I was like thinking that too. Down, Mookie's down to something. But down hey, to retail. Yeah, but Mookie, here's what Mookie DTR had to say. A must-listen podcast. Mm -hmm. I am a co-founder of a fashion data company, and listening to Ann and Chris is an essential part of my routine. Listening to OmniTalk is a critical part of my education. Wow. Yeah, Mookie DTR. Down to like runway, maybe. Down, down to, to runway. runway. Yes, I like down that. Down the runway. Let probably. us know, Mookie DTR. Mookie down the runway. We we have na named your DTR acronym for you. <laughs> um, thank you for being a loyal listener. That's really amazing. Um, you all can leave us reviews. Yes, you can. Leave us ratings. Um, that is That makes a huge difference to us um, and how we are able to produce all this wonderful content. Um, also, one more thing. Yeah, yeah. Chris. Somebody reached out to me today, this week on LinkedIn. Was like, "Oh, it's great to be connected on LinkedIn." I listened. I've listened to the podcast for years, and it's like, "Yeah, why weren't we connected?" Yeah, here? I so know, right? Go ahead, say hello to us if you aren't connected on LinkedIn already. Like, let's be friends there, and you can find out about other content. You can direct message us too about like what we covered and shouldn't have talked about, or check ourselves before we wreck yeah. ourselves. Yeah, if you thought the do-your-own-stunts joke was funny or just landed like a dead oh bird, God. you know, Please. whatever you want. 
This is a really well, poor timing well, to combine <laughs> give us feedback and Chris's random we do our own stunts comment. But yeah, but, let, but let us know. Reach out. Yeah, if you're not connected with us on LinkedIn, connect with us. You know, say hi. It means yeah. the world to us every time you guys do that. So um, we really, really appreciate it. What are you doing for the Memorial Day weekend, Chris? Uh, Not much. Got a barbecue. Got to clean out the house. Got to get ready for a little garage sale coming oh up gosh. in the first week of June. I'm, yeah. I'm a little busy, Ann, right now. But a little busy with the household Tad, responsibilities. Tad yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you got planned? Um, I'm going to go for a day with my mom and sisters tomorrow. No, sorry, Saturday. Uh, is it's it a Thursday spa today. Day, We're going to do a little shopping, a little, little shop thrifting, day? little, little thrifting. pedicures, little cocktailing, you know. That's about it pretty much. Um, and then, you know, my husband's golf, he's in a golf tournament. Oh, right. Cuz he's a golfer. He's I'm saying this with golfer. air quotes now. Yeah. He's a golfer. Which also requires him to be gone almost all of Sunday and almost all of Monday. So we've oh. entered that territory that you talked about years ago when you're yep. like, it's fine. He's just he's just picking up golf. He thinks it's fun. And Chris was like, mm, nope. He's <laughs> going to a dark place, Anne. Just hold on. You'll never see him again. Yeah. On the weekends especially. All right, Anne. Well, should we do the show? Let's do the show. All right. In today's Fast Five, we've got news on the always innovative, innovative Said you with took an my, English you accent. Took my English yeah. Oh, you were gonna do that too. Yeah. yeah. Innovative. Mm-hmm. Wakefern piloting something called a freeosk. Yep. Uber debuting group ordering for groceries. Walmart adding free pet telehealth to Walmart Plus. Amazon adding ID verification to its Amazon One Palm Pay system. But we begin today, Anne, with. Even bigger news out of Walmart. Walmart hitting the headlines twice this weekend. Yeah, we do. So, Chris, Walmart has opened a new micro-fulfillment center store in Arkansas, of all places. Surprise, surprise. Shocking. Surprise, surprise, surprise. What was that from? Like, uh, Gomer Pyle, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll reference it. No one under the age of 30 will understand. Sorry. But yes, Sorry. let it go, Ed. Um, I'm hitting our core demographic. <laughs> uh, according to Chain Storage, Walmart has opened a high-tech micro-fulfillment center at Store 100 in its hometown of Bentonville, Arkansas. It's the second micro-fulfillment center of its kind, with the first being a proof of concept that they were uh, located in Salem, New Hampshire. New Hampshire, yes. yes. Um, the micro-fulfillment center is powered by a proprietary storage and retrieval system called the Alphabot. Walmart acquired the Alphabot's creator, Alert Innovation, back in October 2022 after having worked with them to develop MFCs since 2016. Mm-hmm. Finally, Walmart also said it plans to continue opening MFCs in select stores in the coming years. Chris, kicking off with a big story from Walmart. Story. What do you think about this? Yeah, there's I got a I got a lot of feelings about this, and okay. I, I you know on the surface I'm a little bit mixed. Really, that's a mixed is me. how I would say. Okay, yeah, why mixed? Uh, because it was funny. I looked back at a piece I wrote about the Salem, New Hampshire pilot yeah. in Forbes. And believe it or not, and here's the funny title, Walmart's Alphabot Robot is the beautiful first letter of a new retail language, and that was the title. He doesn't just do his own stunts. Yeah. He also congratulates himself <laughs> also on writes his, his own- Also writes his own crappy titles, yeah. yes. Um, but the crazy thing about that story and why I brought it up is I wrote that in August of 2018. I wow. actually thought it was 19, but I looked it up. It was August of 2018, Yeah, which is fi- almost five years ago. Yeah. So it gets me, the reason I'm mixed, it gets me asking the question of like, why five years? Why did it take five years to get to the next test? And why is the next test in Arkansas, Mm -hmm. which makes me think the Walmart execs want to be really close to seeing how this works because they acquired the company 
And so they're going to they're going to have their eyes on this. So my hope is that it does work. We know the founders, John and Bill, Bert, very yeah. well. Yeah, John mm-hmm. and Bill very well and, you know, wish the best for them. Um, but the other thing, you know, so that's kind of why I'm like, OK, what do we really have here? I don't think we know yet. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I am happy about is it shows that the, the idea behind putting automation at the store level in the store operation is not dead. Yeah. Walmart is still pursuing it. There's still, of course, the ambiguous. We're going to put this in more stores later on, yeah. which is not telling all that telling. Yeah. It's kind of what fair. you'd expect. Uh, but I'm hopeful because I think there is a there there if we can figure this out. And this is the, you know, kind of the Cadillac solution yes. from our understand one of the Cadillac solutions out there to do that. So I'm curious to see how it plays out watching it. But I'm mixed because of just what has transpired over the past few years. Yeah, I agree with you um, in a sense. I think that I I'm in agreement that this is a good sign that they're moving forward, that they're picking this back up. I mean, you have to consider that three of those five years were during a pandemic, which I think shifted That's a lot a of priorities. Yep. Like they were they were moving. They were one of the early movers on yep. this back when, you know, it, pre-pandemic, they were in the 18s, the 19s. Like they were really into investing in this and trying to figure this out. But I think mm-hmm. appropriately had to shift course to figure out how to keep stores open, employees right. safe, that kind of thing. And I think it makes sense to me that we're seeing this happen, Chris, because as a retailer right now, I think the number one thing that you're focused on is how to conserve costs, like where you can find efficiencies in your operations. And another thing is how to navigate labor shortages yep. for now and yep. for the future. Yep. And as part of like that investment in, you know, c- cost conservancy. And so I think that if you're investing in tech like automation right now, that helps you drive forward on both of those fronts and drive sales. And, you know, this is the way that I think we're going to continue to see Walmart doing this. I do think we're going to see them open up other stores. Yeah. And that's a great point, too, because I think Walmart, at the end of the day, can play the long game here. Yes. They don't have to rush this. Right. And figuring it out, if you figure it out, is a big prize at the end of the day. So, you know, yeah. I mean, ultimately, net-net, I'm more positive about it than I am negative. But I think it is curious, the timeline. So, yeah. Awesome. All right. Let's go to the next headline. Wakeford is expanding its in-store retail media presence with something called Freeosk. I love this so much. I know you do, and it cracks Even me up. Even the name, Freeosk. Right? <laughs> it's not a kiosk, it's a Freeosk. Oh my God, what have I created here? According to a company press release, a Freeosk is a, quote, multimedia sampling kiosk for turnkey multi-sensory in-store oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. retail media activation, end quote. Or said another way, <laughs> A vetting machine for free samples that you activate by way of what it appears to be, according to Freeos' own website, a scan of your mobile phone. Yep. Wakeford plans to place Freeos units across 95 shop rights and in its The Fresh Grocer stores. The press release goes on to say that, quote, Freeos campaigns generate an average sales lift of over 50%, with 70% of buyers being new to the brand and over 20% of the converted shoppers repeating purchases post-campaign, end quote. And yes, it's obvious that you're loving this already, Obviously. but more importantly, I'm excited about this. This is the AM Put You On The Spot question of the week. Oh, man. Here it is. With the rapid expansion of online shopping, retail media is becoming more and more popular with brands. The Free, Act- Free OS technology provides a new way for brands to engage with consumers digitally in-store. But are there deeper opportunities to this technology? 
Or is this just a glorified Costco sampling station? Your no, thoughts. It's not a glorified Costco sampling you don't think station. So, huh? This isn't Grandma Dorothy handing out wiener winks. This is like, <laughs> this is amazing. There's so much opportunity here. And what a great question, AM. I mean, number one, the customer scans their phone. Look this up so you can see it. It is wow. like, it is a giant end cap with like, you scan your phone like you're scanning in to um, check in for your flight. Like you scan yeah, your phone. Yeah, it's a giant kiosk stanchion like yeah. thing. Yeah. It's got display. It's got product right there mm-hmm. on it. It's got a little screen where you can put all kinds of retail media opportunities at point of purchase. You can spit out a sample. You get your products in the hands of consumers right then and there. They can try it, see if they like it, and pick that up. And you have- And? (laughs) Yes, and you have conversion right there. You gained a new customer from giving that free sample away with this like cool idea. Now, the only risk here is- The only risk, yes. The only risk here- it for me is that this cannot be like the Dollar Shave Club kiosk that is in the Mall of America that like exactly looks super cool, of. but it never is functioning. So that could be a problem because this is not this is a big like look at me fixture. This is not messing around. So if that doesn't work, it could actually have the exact opposite impact for the brand. If you're like, why does this crappy thing look like it's just sitting here and not doing anything? So yeah, but I love it so you much do? and I cannot wait. I gotta find one. I gotta find one. I don't know. I'm see. I'm more hedging on the latter side of the that question. Like I don't know. Like I I just have so many questions about this, Anne. If you just believe, Chris. I I, I just believe in the free ask. The the power believe of the free. In the free ask. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of power in the free, but I mean, on the pro side. I get it on the brand side because it gives you first party data. Yes. But I'm still wondering what is the value here? Like even the quoted lift seems really low to me, 50%. Yeah. From my sampling days back at Target, like I remember the lifts being a lot higher and I did some research on that. And yeah. for the most part, it seems like they are for in-store sampling sure. events. So this doesn't seem that high. And then I also wonder if there's all the labor savings that you would expect from this too, because you still have to have... Somebody come into the store to restock it. You still have to have your store employees deal with it when it's not working Yeah. versus it seems simpler and easier to just do a traditional sampling event that probably has a higher return on investment too. But I don't know. At the end of the day, if the brands are willing to pay for it, it seems like a low risk test. The other point I would make, 95 stores is nothing to sneeze at. And so we've said this before on the show, when retailers find something they like, they roll it out really quickly. So that tells me that there could be a there there, but- I don't know. I'm still worried it's just going to become like it's kind of the cool fad thing. It doesn't seem like the right idea from a user experience standpoint to me, too. But look at Sephora samples. Like people go in there. They have to limit the number of samples that you can give in one day because people love it so much. I know. But your your reference of the Dollar Shave Club at the mall is dead on. That's what I thought of, too. So like I'm Edward Scissorhandsing this one. And I hate to do it. I don't like doing it on the show, but I'm hedging. I'm hedging, Anne. I'm Edward Scissorhanding this. I'm hedging. Your jokes are I'm awful hedging. today. I'm hedging, Anne. I'm hedging like he Edward Scissorhands. He cuts hair, too. Are you herring? Like, I mean, I don't know what to say about this. They're Whatever terrible. Whatever metaphor works, Anne. I'm, oh, my God. I'm hedging. I'm moving on. I can't handle this. Don't uh, yuck on my yum with the free ask, okay? Yuck on your yum? Yeah. What? Is that a Minnesota term? No. It's what all the- We don't say that down saying. in Zona. Um. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Someone help me, please. Um, come to Minneapolis. I need help. Okay. Headline number three, Uber has debuted group ordering for grocery. According to Progressive Grocer, Chris, the new service enables customers to invite others to add items 
set deadlines for when to order, and automatically divides the bill from eligible merchants. Users can also set up recurring orders so that group members get regular reminders to add their essentials to their shopping list. Chris, Mm -hmm. thoughts? Uh, I like this a lot. Yeah, Um, me too. I think it's a big headline. We've talked about group buying a lot on the show, why Mm -hmm. it hasn't happened in the States. This is a... It, this is an evidence that that trend might be happening. Yep. But the other thing, too, is it highlights for me the importance of what we covered in our bunch of podcasts recently, yeah. or, uh, about a couple months ago. And that is namely that people want groceries on regularly scheduled intervals. And the yep. idea that group purchasing together on a truck or a car like like Uber's doing here has economic benefits both for the end consumer and for the retailer. So, for example, end consumers can split their purchases among themselves, as the case in this example. The delivery fees are probably lower. And for the retailers, the great thing about this is they can schedule the the fulfillment off peak. Yes. You know, they don't have to have the drivers in their stores while they're open. So the only real difference I see here in this story versus what we covered with Bunch of back in the podcast is how you're handling the workforce. You go mm-hmm. W2 or do you go gig workers like Uber, you know, does. There's pros and cons to each. The type of delivery that they're trying to do here to me is more complicated and the quality expectations are higher than a hmm. standard Uber delivery, I think, or a standard Instacart delivery because you're bunching things together. You're going to have to make sure that that's coordinated well. You're not mixing the orders. You, So for me, I want the standard consistency of someone doing that the right way each and every time. At least that's where I would hedge to start. Hmm. Um, but somebody out there weigh in. I could be wrong on that assumption, but that would be how I would go if I was trying to do the regularly scheduled delivery idea hmm. with the off-peak picking. Yeah. But what do you think, Ann? I mean, I didn't really think about it. To me, it didn't seem like operations will have to change that much. It's just going to be, like, I think they have the tools to do it. It's just going to be the drop-offs will be, you know, four bags instead of two bags. So, mm-hmm. yes, you might have some instances, but it doesn't seem like it'd be that different from just doing, you know, four different orders to different homes that day. But I think for me... I, I agree. There's a lot of potential here. This is very common in, you know, China specifically. Timu, mm-hmm. that app has been, you know, they've been doing it with that for a long time. But for me, I think the concern is really about how you get customers engaged in this. Like it might, yeah, it's it makes sense if like you all, if you have three roommates living together at college. But I mean, how are you going to get, you know, larger segments of the population to do this and bunch of successful in doing this because they've dropped the delivery rate down to a dollar, you know, and some change. And I think that, you know, you still have to get everybody in the house ordering from the same place consistently and then dividing that or, you know, for me, this is like a huge saving. That's more about a savings for the retailer and for Uber than it is for, for the customer to start. And so I think that, Ubers and the and the retailer are going to have to figure out like how they quickly pass that savings onto the customer then too because you're going to need to do that to give customers a reason to adopt this sort of change in behavior. And I think it's possible, especially with the looming recession that we keep ha- we keep talking about inflation and the price of groceries, like I think there's there's potential here. I just think it's really going to depend on how you incentivize the customers to order this way. Yeah, right. And and to that point, Anne, the other point I would mention on this story is, mark my words, but in the span of the next, I would say, if I was predicting here, I would say yeah. in the span of the next year and a half to three years, yeah. we will see regular scheduled deliveries as an option on the PDP. Oh, for sure. Yep. I, I completely it's agree It's not there you. now, but it's coming. And services like this, like Buncha, like Uber, are going to be the ones that 
that enable that for retailers for along sure. with a whole host of other technologies as well. Yeah, especially as, you know, return free returns go away, delivery costs increase, like without a doubt, we will definitely start to see more scheduled and planned ordering. Yeah, so if you're listening and you're running e-commerce, that's something I would highly, highly recommend you start to look at as an option for del- your delivery scheduling. All right, headline number four, Walmart has added a new benefit to Walmart Plus, and I'm sure all you cat lovers out there will lap up like spilled milk on the front porch. Like what I did there, Ann? I did. According to CNBC, oh my we God, this you past guys, Tuesday. This is getting out of control. Help me. According to CNBC, beginning this past Tuesday, Walmart began partnering with veterinary telehealth provider POP, spelled P-A-W-P. I looked up how to pronounce that, Ann. To offer Walmart Plus subscribers free access to virtual veterinarians for a year. Walmart Plus subscribers will have until November 19th to opt in, and Pop's annual membership normally starts at $99. Compare and contrast that, Ann, with Walmart Plus, and I'm barking like a dog on this one. Do you want to bark with me now? Uh, bark with me now. Cool. No. What's uh-uh. that song? That, that's that's a not song. a song. Um, what, it's is a another... line in a song, right? Bark with me. Um, where are my dogs at? Bark with me now. No. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. It is, right? Yeah. Um, I'll give you another quote from a song. <laughs> another one, as DJ Khaled would say, because this is another reason to get a Walmart Plus membership. I love it. I think it's so great. You love it? PetSmart, Petco, Chewy. This is another way that Walmart is inching into your territory, and a pretty big one, I would say, when over 66% of U.S. households own a pet, and the, the pet industry alone is over a billion dollars. So I think it makes total sense. Not only can I have my veterinary appointment, which is very hard to get, there are not a lot of veterinarians. You have access to this 24-7, plus you can have your, you know, whatever medications you need or pet essentials from that app delivered any hour of the day within hours with free with my Walmart Plus membership. So I, I say sign me up. This so you're is liking like- this? Another feather in the cap of the one-stop shop. You're Chris. liking it, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm very disappointed you didn't re- you didn't understand my little bow wow reference too, Anne. That's a reference from a little bow wow song. Who I I know you celebrated his entire collection back no. in high school. No, yes, no, no, I know no. you do. Well, I think it's brilliant too, Anne. And I put it in the why the hell not? That's that's the yeah. category I put it in. Why the hell not? As a proud pet parent, Anne. Pet parent. That is the first time you've ever I, said that. I know. So I'll see if you're listening. I've been, I've been, I've been learning, Ann. I've Have been you learning. been warming up to Ginsburg? I, I, yes. Shout out to Ginsburg too. The Bernie Doodle at um, home. Ginsburg yes. is shouting. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, She's she is. shouting She's, the whole yeah. time. This podcast is happening. But you said it. Finding a, a veterinarian when you need veterinarian. It is, veterinarian. I can't say that. Veter. Veterinarian. It. There you go. It's a major pain in the ass, Ann. There's a massive shortage of them. Uh, yes. And so, like you know, and most of the reasons for the, like. Here's the crazy thing to me, Ann. Most of the reasons for our visits are like, my dog ate something it shouldn't have eaten. At 2 o'clock in the morning. At, yeah, so can you prescribe on, a medication a or do I need to bring them in? Yeah. Right? And like, I'd love to have that pre-vetted, get the joke there, before I make the trip to some emergency room in Cottage Grove, Minnesota, which is like 40 minutes away, you yeah. know? Like, it just it makes sense. So, great move by Walmart. It gets them in the pet conversation more overtly, and yep. it's going to take some share. It has yeah. to take some share at yeah. the end of the day, I uh, think. For sure. Right? For sure it does. I mean, that that's the same move that we saw all the other pet retailers going after, bringing in this, like, service business. Now Walmart's got it and your groceries and your other ho- household essentials and all your pet stuff. Like, 
pet food, whatever. It's all there. I wish we had the license to that music right now to like use that as the segue into this next headline. Bark with me now. Oh, God. I'm very glad we don't. <laughs> Please save me. This show is almost over. Thank God. Headline number five. Hold on to your seats at... Oh, my God. Chris, you're doing so many of these in all the headlines. Headline number five. Hold on to your seats, all you ballgame beer drinkers out there, because Amazon One now comes with age verification. According to an Amazon press release, fans of the Colorado Rockies can now buy beer with just the palm of their hands. Amazon has launched a new capability called Age Verification, which enables adult customers ages 21 and over to purchase alcoholic beverages by simply hovering their palm over an Amazon One device without needing to show a physical government-issued ID. Coors Field, home of the Colorado Rockies, will be the first location to offer Amazon One's age verification capability. So here's how it works. Customers already enrolled in Amazon One can take advantage of age verification by visiting one.amazon.com and uploading a photo of the front and back of their government-issued ID, yes. such as a driver's license and a selfie. Then, on the bartender side of things, an enrolled customer who is of age hovers their palm over an Amazon One device. The bartender will see a 21-plus message along with the customer uploaded selfie on the screen. The bartender then does a quick visual match of the photo on their screen with a customer in front of them and proceeds with the sale. Chris? Yes, Ann. Are you going to palm for your Coors Light? Yeah, I, I think this is so freaking cool. Ann. Me too. You do? Yeah. Yeah, I think this is, I mean, it's when you step back from it, you're like, okay, Amazon is tying something biometric to your personal identification, mm -hmm. your driver's license, which is super sweet. Yep. It has such far-reaching implications too. I think to understand, and you can understand, and when you think about it in that context, you can understand why convenience stores in North Dakota are now experimenting with Palm Pay. For sure, because it's going to make the jobs of their store employees that much easier and that much harder to get around. Honestly, yeah. like you can't fake this anymore. Yeah, like that, and that's that's the value here. So, I mean, you can probably fake it. You could still probably fake. There's it. There's probably ways to do it, but it's going to be harder. Like it's eighteen-year-old Ann Mazinga could have figured out a it's way around. It's tied to this, your but... palm, though, right? Although, yeah, you have to be twenty-one in your Amazon app. So, yeah, yes, it's there's it's tied to your palm. They're yep. going to do the background checks, all that kind of stuff. So, like. You know, to me, I, I, I'm going to go on the prediction, you know, and go into the prediction realm here, too. I think we're in three years, this is going to be the standard way we're all paying for beer at the ballparks and the stadiums because it means more beers in the hands of consumers quicker. It means easier operations, which yep. means more money. And the number one answer to everything, Ann, yep. as we've said on the show before, is money. That's what drives the world. So, like that, this is this is a great move by Amazon. I, I feel it. like this would be a good segue for like money, 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 yeah, like a good. song that people that actually know instead of yeah. little bow wow yeah. bark with me. But that's just me. Everyone knows that song, Ed. Everyone okay. knows that song. Um, so I think the ballpark thing, you're spot on. Like I, I honestly think that the stadiums, like I've said many times on this podcast, are where we're going to start to see mass adoption yep. of just walkout technology because it is the fastest way yep. to get anything you need and get back to your event. But I actually like this, Chris, for more reasons outside of that. I think Ooh. number one, the first thing that it brought to mind is that, you know, early stages, when we were in the Just Walk Out technology stores, not just Amazons, but all all stores, you have to have a separate section for tobacco, for liquor. Like you can't have the frictionless experience. Right. And now in theory, you should be able to eliminate some of the age verification processes or just keep that hand, that same palm gesture happening throughout the experience, yeah. which I think will eventually cut down on that friction that you see in some of those stores or you palm 
palm into those segments of the store. Or you palm or something on your like way that. out. Like yep. we're seeing post exit or post shopping. Same way you do with a Panera subscription, yeah. or you know, we have yeah. to scan a couple times mm-hmm. to be like, yes, I'm here. I mm-hmm. have a, a membership a to Panera, and now I palm out again. But then I think it it's mm. not just the the you know tobacco and alcohol market. It's also for what I believe will be an incredibly booming cannabis industry too. That will also be another method that you could start to utilize stuff like right. this for. Right. And just simply like having my license on record. Like I could even see this for not having to carry your ID around anymore. Like you get pulled over or you need to right. show ID. Like now if I have palm readers, you can put this into any place anywhere, you know, and any anywhere that you need getting into concerts. Like there's so many applications of this beyond just the ball field that I I it, my mind exploded. I'm shocked tinfoil hat and likes that though. Like that Oh, there's going like, to be people like, that are hating this for yeah, sure. Yeah, like this is just this cuz you get into the microchip in my butt realm really for quickly, sure, you for know, sure. with this whole thing. But I actually I agree. I like it. I think it's great. I mean, why I you know, it it makes life easier and I I don't I don't mind it right. personally, but Right. Yeah, wow, that's that's kind of nuts. Those are great points, Anne. Like, yeah, it also sh- I think another point too. It shows you why Amazon maybe pivoted their Amazon Fresh design to that post exit setup because right. now you could put this in and then that's it validates the 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 alcohol purchase too. So yeah, yeah. or number one, it it gives them an entirely new platform to go after with their software and hardware devices. And all the stuff we're starting to see, like you mentioned in the North Dakota gas stations, like that's the play for Amazon. Maybe not the Amazon Fresh stores, but now you've unlocked like how people can go completely walletless. Right. It's unbelievable. Right. Yeah. The biggest thing is just getting people to use it. I still have not seen anyone use this out in the wild other than us. Yeah. Have you? At this point, I don't think I have. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to think about yeah. it a little bit, but it's also not as like <clears throat> it's not around Minneapolis as much as it is in some of these. No, other that's cities true. Too, that's true. So. Yeah, and then probably if you're going to a ball game, you probably already signed up for it. But yeah, if you haven't given it a shot and told you how to do it, give it a shot. Try yeah. it out. Like it's super cool. And if you're in Denver, we know there's a lot of fans of our show in Denver. Yeah, let us know how it works. You know, shoot a video. Let us see it. Let us see it. All right, um, Chris. Let's go to the lightning round. Question number one. Jeffrey Bezos proposed to his longtime girlfriend and journalist. Oh Make sure that you include the end journalist um, <laughs> in that description. Right. Lauren Sanchez. And helicopter pilot. Yes. After he proposed in Cannes on his $500 million super yacht. Chris, I want to know, do you think that Lauren Sanchez would have still said yes if uh, old Bezos rolled up in a kayak and proposed? <laughs> They're in a dual kayak. Oh is, is she still saying yes? <laughs> such... Remove the $500 million yacht from the equation. I'm thinking no. I'm thinking that was a big part of this decision. Uh, the other word that's coming into my in my head is dinghy. Yeah. Like replace kayak with dinghy. Would yes. that still work too? Yes. I, I, I question that, Anne. I question I that wholeheartedly. So. All right. Wendy's announced this week that it plans to deliver pickup orders to drive up customers via underground tubes. Does this test have legs or do you think it is more of a pipe dream? This is getting out of hand. <laughs> it is getting out of hand, Chris. Um, I no, I don't think that this is this screamed Elon to me, and so I think it's very far out. I don't. I just think it's it's a total change to infrastructure. We are already we already have a lot of issues with our current infrastructure above ground. So I'm a little concerned about underground deliveries from Wendy's. 
Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. Uh, Chris, Disney World is closing its Star Wars themed Star Cruiser two day hotel excursion, partly because the roughly uh, $6,000 per family for a two day excursion was too costly. Hmm. Being the Star Wars nerd that you are, do you think it's lack of money keeping fans away or the fact that Star Wars nerds can and do set up better Star Cruiser excursions in their own homes? Mm-mm. You included. Yeah, I was really sad by this. They gave it like a year, which means it's just a dog. Yeah, you know? in a downturn, like the economy is not supportive of a $6,000 two-day vacation, are well, they? Well, but at the same time, people are spending a ton of money on travel. So like, like you know, and, and people love this stuff. You can go to Europe and, and back you, and for, you could also for tr- $6,000. Well, you could also try taking the prices down too. So I think, you know, what it tells me is they got way in over their heads on But who's like, going to pay Baby Yoda? I, I, I know, right? I think that's the thing. They got in too far over their heads in terms of the design of it, like- it's supposed to be new every time for every guest. And like, that's just, that's really hard to manage. And the technology side, like, you're going to have to replace the technology all the time. So, and my hunch is it just was a, a failure from the conceptual get go, would be my hunch. But I don't know, man. AMC, this is a fun one to close us out. AMC said it plans to offer its own private label candy to moviegoers as a means to offset price hikes from manufacturers. Yes. Two questions, Ann. What is your go to movie candy snack? And two, would you eat a private label version of it? Um, my go-to movie candy snack is Twizzlers. Um, mm. And yeah, I guess I would try it, but it's hard. Like yeah, if you're going to put it's like tough. the red vines, like yeah. I don't like red vines. So yeah. it would have to be an exact replica, which nobody really does nobody a replica does of those. licorice. So yeah. I guess not. Yeah. I guess no. I don't think I would too. I was but thinking like, like Sour Patch Kids, I would probably do that. Yeah, like a, like Milk Duds. Like, But yeah. what what is that? Like I've never seen that before. Yeah. Yeah. How do you get around that? I mean, you I, must I, be I able to, right? I, I don't know. Like this will be interesting to watch. But yeah, sign me up if it's cheaper too. I mean, gas stations do that, right? Like the the gummy candies, I think gummies, are, yeah, are replicable. Gummies, like yeah, that's totally yeah. manageable. But I think it's like the classics, like the milk duds, the raisinets, like Snickers bars, well, raisinets you can do crunches. Like yeah, you know, I just I don't know, I don't know. But if it's cheaper, shit, I'll sign up. Let's for evaluate. It, you know? Yeah. All right. Happy birthday today to George Clooney, to me more, and to a man who is now so famous he only goes by one four letter word. And Anne, I'm talking about. The Hoff. Not the shoes in, in uh, Barcelona no, that I wanted to no, get? No, not the shoes you wanted, but the Hoff. Mr. David Hasselhoff himself, who turns, believe it or not, Anne, 71 That's today. It? Michael Knight, 71. That's young. Yeah, is I it? expected him to be like in his 80s by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was kind of, he was, a, he was a young springing dude when he was playing Michael Knight and riding in kit. Mm-hmm. All right, remember, if you can only read or listen to one retail blog in the business, make it OmniTalk, the only retail media outlet run by two former executives from a current top 10 U.S. retailer. Our Fast Five podcast is the quickest, fastest rundown of all the week's top news. And our twice-weekly newsletter tells you the top five things you need to know each day and also features special content that we do exclusively for you. And we try really hard to make it all fit within the preview pane of your inbox. You can sign up today at www.omnitalk.blog. Thanks, as always, for listening in. Please remember to like and leave us a review wherever you happen to listen to your podcasts or on YouTube. So until next time, and on behalf of all of us at OmniTalk, as always, be careful out there. The OmniTalk Fast Five is brought to you in association with the A&M Consumer and Retail Group. The A&M Consumer and Retail Group is a management consulting firm that tackles the most complex challenges and advances its clients, people, and communities toward their maximum potential. CRG brings the experience, tools, and operator-like pragmatism to help retailers and consumer products companies be on the right side of disruption. And Firework. Firework is the largest video commerce solution built for the world's leading brands. They empower brands with shoppable and live stream video on their own websites where people like to shop. 
put your commerce in motion with Firework. You can find out more at firework.com. And SPS Commerce. SPS Commerce is redefining how businesses across the supply chain operate in an omni-channel world. Their experts, tech, and data work together to fuel your growth and deliver for your customers. To find out more, head to spscommerce.com. Finally, Sezzle. Sezzle is an innovative buy now, pay later solution that allows shoppers to split purchases into four interest-free payments over six weeks. To learn more, visit sezzle.com.